0: Amen, amen. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Acts. Uh, we are in countdown to uh, 50th. Pentecost is coming, Hallelujah! the anniversary of the Pentecost is coming, which is the end of, end of the month on Sunday. Hallelujah, amen. And so we know the children of Israel, the Hebrews, celebrated it. And if they celebrated, and then the baptism of the Holy Spirit fell on that celebration, that means God uh, looks at those dates very carefully. Amen. He enjoys those dates. Jesus, Jesus was resurrected, and yet we find Jesus said this in Acts 1. Go, go with me to the book of Acts. The, the chapter of Acts is actually the, the history of the church, also, it is the works of the apostles, uh, the disciples after Jesus left. But the Bible says in verses five, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Now, if you were there, you heard Jesus say that, I mean, you, you would know that it was going to happen. So we see that the 120 received that. Now, let's keep reading in, in verses seven. And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the time, times, or the season which the Father had put in his own power, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem. Altogether, let's say it, in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in all Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. So in other words, there is a process of, of doing the work of the Lord. And it starts off with Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, into the parts of the earth, right? Now notice this. Let's look at chapter 2 now. And so the 120 went to the upper room. And the Bible says, and when the day of Pentecost, that means 50th. According to the Old Testament, the, the Hebrews were celebrating 50th, which is Pentecost. And so when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place in the church, in, a, in the upper room, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat that word it should be in he, and he, the Holy Spirit. I believe the Holy Spirit's not an it, it's a he. And he sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, which we know is the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So tongues is the igniter in recognizing that you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so by praying in tongues, there's power. You shall receive power. Hallelujah. Amen. And so let's pray in tongues more. Hallelujah. Especially through this month, let's just stir ourselves up more and more and more and more. Hallelujah. Amen. And the more that we pray in tongues, the more that we get revelation of who the Holy Spirit is. Amen. See, the Holy Spirit is a person. Uh, Benny Hinn wrote a book called Good Morning, Holy Spirit. Uh, he got revelation that every morning he'd get up and, and tell the Holy Spirit, good morning. And he realized the more he would say it, good morning, Holy Spirit, the more he started walking in that divine power of the Holy Spirit, amen? And so we have to recognize, just like we recognize there is God, the father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we understand, that we recognize there's Jesus, Jesus is in our heart, we accepted him. But somehow we forget about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is still on this earth. It has not left. Remember, Jesus left and the Holy Spirit came. Jesus is seated at the right hand of our Father and the Holy Spirit is now on earth. That's the one. The Holy Spirit is the one that draws all men to the Father. Hallelujah. Amen. By Jesus. Amen. Now notice what it says in Romans now. Let's look at Romans. We're going to look at, we're going to look at the power of the Holy Spirit. But if you go to book the book of Romans, I'm going the wrong way. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Romans, the eighth chapter. Hallelujah. Let's look at what the Bible says about the Holy Spirit. Amen. Romans 8, picking up in verses 11. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, notice this. But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwelleth in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. So in other words, this is the spirit of God, God. So in other words, the spirit of God is the spirit of the Holy Spirit. You see what I'm saying? Or the, the Holy Spirit. Now, understand something now. The... Contemporary English version said, yet God raised Jesus to life, God's spirit now lives in you, and he will raise you to life by his spirit. So we have to understand something, how the Holy Spirit is, is needful in this hour, needful in this day. So it's the Holy Spirit that causes an awakening. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of times when, when, when you pray in the Holy Spirit, there is a a serve." A, a, a surge of power that comes on you. How many people know what I'm talking about? Uh, when you pray in the Holy Ghost, there's something different now about you praying. Once you were praying in English, then you switched over to the Holy Spirit. Now there's a surge in you. Well, it is the Spirit of God that's in you according to the Word, according to Romans, the eighth chapter. So we have to realize something. That same Spirit, which is God's Spirit, lives in you. Say what me: That same Spirit which is God's spirit lives in me come on church hallelujah amen so we have to realize now let's go back to John now if if the holy spirit lives in you then something possesses you you're not the same person when you got saved i i have to uh, say something here when you get saved you get saved but your flesh still needs to grow. In other words, you get saved by faith, but then your flesh needs to grow. Your your mind, your will, your emotions need to align it with the Word of God. But the Holy Spirit comes to help you grow. The Holy Spirit comes to enable you of the Word of God to understand how to grow. So that's why when you get saved, it's so important, when you get saved, You get water baptized to signify you're laying your flesh down and you're resurrected just like Jesus. Jesus also was baptized. You're being baptized. But also what is so needful as being water baptized is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. People that are saved need the baptism of the Holy Spirit, evidence of speaking in tongues. One person said, well, pastor, I'm baptized, but I've never spoken tongues. You're not baptized in the Holy Spirit. Baptism on the Holy Spirit brings you tongues. You pray in tongues. And so we have to realize this. Now, notice what it says in John, the 16th chapter. This is where your your mind, your emotions, and your will have to change according to the word of God. And you know that. You know when, when you have done something that is not according to the word of God, like a white lie. I don't believe in white lies, but people call them white lies. They can say a little lie. That little lie, the Holy Spirit now will convict you. You said that. So what do you do? You tell the Lord, Lord, forgive me, and Holy Spirit, uh, help me so that I don't have those lies again. You see what I'm saying? So now you're inviting the Holy Spirit in to help you to work out your everyday salvation. You see what I'm saying? And so notice what it says in John the 16th chapter. Hallelujah. Amen. John 16. The Bible says this in in verses seven. Nevertheless, I tell you, Jesus said this, I tell you, he he tells me, I tell you the truth. And so we know Jesus is not a liar. Amen. He tells the truth. It is expedient. That word expedient, it is to our advantage. Look at that word, very clear. It is to our advantage. It is expedient for you that I go away for if I go not away, the comforter, the comforter, Will not come unto you, but if I depart, I will send him unto you. So, in other words, who sent the Holy Spirit altogether? Right here it says Jesus sent it. And Jesus had to leave. What was the purpose of the Holy Spirit? The Bible says Jesus said this, it's to our advantage. Now notice this. If it's to our advantage, that means it's for my benefit, it's for my success, and it's for my well-being. Now notice this, it's for my success. It's for my benefit, and it's for my well-being. In life, you need the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit brings you success in this world. Holy Spirit brings you, uh, uh, it's, it's to your advantage that you're, you're I- I- in this world a different person compared to other people. It's amazing how the Holy Spirit will work for you when you recognize Him as a, as a person. Say to me, I recognize the Holy Spirit as a person divine person sent by jesus and it is for my advantage that i will succeed hallelujah amen so we have to realize that so jesus said it is to your advantage that i go away now notice this if jesus never resurrected we would never have the baptism of the holy spirit and we would never or excuse me if jesus never ascended excuse me not resurrected ascended if Jesus never ascended, we would never have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and we would never have the authority and the power that Jesus wants us to have on earth. So it's very important. So it was to our benefit. Now, quickly, go with me to Psalms 68. And in fact, uh, Pastor Christine kind of used that scripture in her prayer, which kind of made me say hallelujah inside, because I know we're on the same wavelength. I like that when we're on the same wavelength of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Holy Ghost does this. Holy Ghost gives you the right songs, the right messages, the right ser- the right uh, scriptures, everything. Everything is, is orchestrated by the Holy Spirit. Now notice what it says in Psalms uh, 68 in the King James verses, verses 19. Are you there? Hallelujah. Amen. Notice this. Blessed be the Lord. Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits. Even the God of our salvation, Salah. Think, pause, and think about that. So in other words, right here, according to the scripture, it is for our benefit that the Holy Spirit came. It is for our success that he came, because now he's daily loading us with benefits. Every day. If you will wake up every day with expectancy, expectancy. You know, do you remember when you were a child? I remember I used to sleep, uh, you know, we had a big family. I used to sleep in the dining room. Uh, all my brothers had the other bedrooms. My sisters had the bedrooms. So my dad made me, made me a little cubby by the dining room. And so I would see the living room, and the living room had a big old Christmas tree. And I remember in the middle of the night, my dad bumped, uh, he was bringing in presents in the middle of the night. He bumped the wall right where I slept, so I woke up. And I saw my father bringing all those presents. Me, and my mom, in the middle of the night, they're just real quiet. Has have you ever noticed when somebody says "shh," it sounds louder. Don't 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 say "shh." Be, be, be careful. My my mother would say to my father, shh, shh, "You're to wake up, Bobby." That was my name, Bobby. You're gonna wake him up, so be. And so you're just like <laughs> you're, you're kind of looking in the living room, right? And and you have your pillow, your, your pillow, your covers, and you're looking. Oh, I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait for Christmas morning. We would get up early in the morning and, oh, I couldn't wait. All that night, I was just wondering, oh, I see something big, big, big under that Christmas tree. I got a big bike, a big bike, Sophia, a big bike for Christmas. Hallelujah, man. And so what does that tell me? With that type of expectancy, I get up every morning with expectancy, knowing that, God, I thank you that you load me with benefits every day. Holy Spirit... Thank you that today you bless me. Holy Spirit, thank you that you're with me today. Holy Spirit, thank you. I, I get up and say, Good morning, Holy Spirit. You know, sometimes you get, you get up tired and you say, ah, Holy Spirit, oh, good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Holy Spirit. You make your way to the coffee pot and you say, Oh, good morning, Holy Spirit. You see what I'm saying? What are you doing? You're, you're, you're practicing His presence, you're practicing who He is, you're practicing that He's with you. Yes? You know the Father's with you. You know Jesus in your heart. But start practicing the presence of the Holy Spirit. Start practicing. Say, Father, I thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. See, all this time of pause moment, all this time of of, of social distancing, and all this time, this is a time to reflect more on the presence of the Holy Spirit. Remember, the last Sunday of this month, is the anniversary of the of the baptism of the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit came. So I think all this week All this month we ought to be practicing his presence. Would you do that? Every morning. Say, good morning, Holy Spirit. Listen, write down a little card and put it in the mirror. Put it somewhere. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Start practicing, talking to the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I just praise Jesus for you, Holy Spirit. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Amen. And so if we don't practice his presence, then we will never understand his presence that are with us every day. So look at that again. Blessed be the Lord, verse 19. Who daily daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. Amen. So let's look at the way the Holy Spirit uh, helps us. Number one. Number one, let's go to John 14. Amen. And let's find out how the Holy Spirit helps me. uh, How the Holy Spirit helps us. Amen. John 14, 16. Amen. In fact, this particular chapter talks about the Holy Spirit. I have mine all written up, every scripture, just, it's amazing, amen. John 14, 16, Jesus said this, John 14, 16, Jesus said this, and I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Now notice this, his role, the Holy Spirit's role, the first number one that i want to say number one he's your helper he's your helper say with me, he's my helper the holy spirit he's my helper that's his role he won't do anything now notice what i'm saying number one r- number one write down he's my helper he won't do anything until you're ready for his help now the holy spirit will not come and take over and and, and do something for you and move you out the way no he will only act upon when you say, Holy Spirit, please help me. Holy Spirit needs you. Say with me, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I need you. Right there. When you say, I need you, the Bible says, Jesus says, now he becomes your helper. That's his role. So in other words, it's like moving furniture. You need to put your hands on it first. If you look at a furniture and you say, well, I sure wish that furniture would move. It's not going to move. I don't care. Well, how many movies you saw of ghosts moving? It's not going to move. It's not going to move. Amen? I want that table to move over here. It's not going to move. Until, first of all, you put your hands to it. And what do you do? You put some pressure on there, right? This is the way the Holy Spirit is. Holy Spirit, you have to say, Holy Spirit, I'm asking you for help. Holy Spirit now starts to move. That's just like you pushing that furniture amen hallelujah so we have to realize this amen look at verses 26 now let's look at the the second purpose of the holy spirit remember the first one he's your helper second one found is found in verse 26 but the comforter which is the holy ghost whom the father will send in my name he shall teach you all things so in other words point number two he's my teacher that's his role. He's my teacher. Not only is he, is he my helper, now he's my teacher. He's going to teach me things. He's going to remind me of his word. It's so important to study the word so that when you ask the Holy Spirit to remind me about something, then he'll use the word. It's so important to confess the word. Hallelujah. Amen. So in other words, uh, let's, say, let's say you ask the Holy Spirit, would you, uh, I need your help in this. But if you never study the word, then the Holy Spirit now will give you a word from the Bible, but you won't understand it because you don't know the Bible. Amen. The Holy Spirit will only say what the Father says through the word. Come on, church. Amen. So in other words, it's almost like the language of the Holy Spirit. He will only say what the Father says. And that's just like Jesus. Jesus will only do what the Father says. In your Bible, it's the words of God in your Bible. So when you and I study, and that's why it's so important, uh, find out uh, scriptures. Like, let's say you're going through, let's say you're, you're going through um, challenges during a week, a lot of trials. Well, find out in the scripture what it talks about trials. Go to the index and say, you know what, what does the Bible say about trials? Look at the trials. Start looking at the scriptures that talk about trials. Now, as you're reading these scriptures, now the Holy Spirit is going to give you illumination of what scripture is going to be yours. Come on, church. Amen. So what do you do with all those scriptures of trials? All of a sudden, you find one scripture that the Holy Spirit illuminated, brought to the top. That's going to be your answer to your your question: why am I going through all these trials? Or let's say you need wisdom. Let's say at work, you just need wisdom. Lord, I just need the mind of the Lord at work. Lord, I just keep messing up at work. Lord, I, Lord, what does the Bible said about you, you helping me, helping me look up scriptures about him helping you? And all of a sudden, you start reading all the scriptures about helping. Now the Holy Spirit will bring a scripture that will help you understand what the Holy Spirit should do in your life. Can you say amen? So in other words, you need to know the word You need to confess the word, so when you ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you're my helper, you're my teacher, now teach me, Holy Spirit. What's he going to do? He's going to teach you the word of God, and you will know the word. Amen? That's the way the Holy Spirit speaks to me. There's times where I ask the Lord, Lord, what would you want me to say to the church tomorrow? What would you want me to say to, to the church? And all of a sudden, I'll hear a scripture in my spirit, and I'll, I'll look that scripture up. And all of a sudden, that one scripture takes me to another scripture. And then that other scripture takes me to another scripture. And by the time you know it, he's already got five, six sentences in me that he wants to say. Hallelujah. Amen. That's the way the Holy Spirit works. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, notice this. Let's look at another one. Go with me to John the 16th chapter. And let's look at the, the next role, hallelujah, amen, the next role. The 16th chapter, verse 13, John 16, 13, John 16, 13, hallelujah, amen. Listen to what it says. Now notice this. Howbeit, when he, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, is come, he, are you with me, church? He will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that he shall speak, and he will show you things to come. So look at the word. He shall guide you. Now notice this. He's your helper. He's your teacher. Now he's your guide. Listen, listen. A guide is so important. You know, I like what Rick Renner said. Uh, When when he, he lives in Moscow in Russia, so whenever a lot of pastor friends go visit Rick in Russia, They want to go to the mosque. They want to go to the Kremlin. They want to see the the beautiful architect of Russia. They want to see the artwork of Russia. And so, so if they were to go without a guide, they would not know what they're what they're doing. They wouldn't even know what's what. So Rick, he knows Russia. uh, He speaks Russian, and so he knows a lot of history. So he'll take all the pastors and all the friends, and they'll spend a couple of days in Moscow, and uh, he becomes their guide it's like a tour. He's not getting paid. He's just helping his friends. And so the thing about this is this. It's so important to have a guide. I was in Mexico. Remember, Pastor Christine, we're in Mexico City. And a lot of, uh, we took a team of youth, a bunch of pastors. We went and friends. And and we went. And then uh, a a Spanish guy was telling me, uh, we went to a museum. And the Spanish guy was telling me what was it. And I was explaining to them in English what he was telling me in Spanish. So The English-speaking people needed me so that they can understand. And I needed to understand the Spanish-speaking guy, right? And so he was a guide, guiding me, telling me what to say. Now, I was guiding them on what he was saying. Do you see what I'm saying? All of a sudden, a guide, a, 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 a paid employee guide came to me and says, you know what, you're taking away my job. I said, I'm not getting paid. These are my friends here. He said, well, I mean, I'm a guide. Y'all should hire me. I said, well, look, that's fine. We're friends. I can tell my friends, you know, what my friend's telling me. He got a little upset, right? But I started thinking about that. That's his business. He's a guide. So the more that he knows about what he's going to guide, the more interesting it'll be, right? This is the same role of the Holy Spirit. He's my guide. Say with me, he's my guide. That's his role. He's been there. He sees ahead of us. Come on, church. Amen. And so the guide knows, uh, uh, he, the Holy Spirit, knows how to get you somewhere where you've never been. He's been there. Come on, church. Amen. So in other words, the Holy Spirit is a guide. He'll show you things in the future. He'll teach you things in the future. He'll guide you to the future. It's amazing when you allow the Holy Spirit to be your helper. When you allow your Holy Spirit to be your, t- your teacher and when you allow your Holy Spirit to be your guide. Listen, that's why it's to our benefit. That's why it's to our benefit. So we need, first of all, to recognize the Holy Spirit as a person first. Let's get to know the Holy Spirit. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, I worship you, Jesus. I thank you that I pray in tongues. Holy Spirit, help me in this. Help me in this. You see what I'm saying? And so now the Holy Spirit becomes your guide. That's his role. Amen. Now, what were they again? Tell me again, quickly without looking at your notes. What were they? Number one, what was he? He's your helper. Number two, he's your teacher. Number three, he's your guide. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, go with me to 1 Corinthians. And, you know, this is the reason why we're going to celebrate the, the, the arrival of the Holy Spirit. So we need to know him. We need to know him. We need to feel him. We need, we need to know when he comes into the church, when he comes into the room, you need to know there is something about what you feel now. The Holy Spirit has arrived. The Holy Spirit is here. Hallelujah. Amen. Go with me to 1 Corinthians, the second chapter. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, picking up in verse 9, 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, verse 9. Let's read verse 9 and 10. But as it is written, are you there? But as it is written, I have not seen nor heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Circle that word things in your Bible. And also make sure that you put in your notes or in your Bible, it's called heavenly things. It's just not things, it's heavenly things. But as it is written, I have not seen, nor hear, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the heavenly things, which God hath prepared for them that love him. Come on, church. But notice what it says here now. These are heavenly things. Now, remember... You, you know, the name of the streets, you know, the name of the mall, you know, the name of the gas station, you know, the name of food, you know, you know, the name, but there are things that you don't know that are heavenly things that the Holy Spirit knows. He's been there. Remember, he came from heaven. He's on earth. So he knows things way before, you know, he knows things because when you ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, help me about this. What about this? Is this going to be good for me? Is this going to be a good job? Is this going to be a good neighborhood that I'm going to raise my kids? Is this going to be a good area? Is this going to, see, the Holy Spirit already knows way before you know. Remember, he's your teacher, he's your helper, he's your guide, right? But now, heavenly things, that's his job. You know, you can go to a realtor and say, realtor, I like like an area where, you know, I like to know where I'm going to raise my children. Well, the realtor only knows statistics, but statistics change. Let's say in one year, that area changes. They, let's say you buy a house with a nice field and a nice school, and then all of a sudden, they change it, and they build a, a highway over your house. You see what I'm saying? And you, see, you didn't know that. The realtor didn't know that. But the Holy Spirit would have known that. You would have said, no, nah, honey, I just feel something about this area now. No, 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 What is it? Holy Spirit now is guiding you. Come on, church. Amen. And so we have to realize, according to verses 10, but God... But God, say with me, but God, but God hath revealed them. What's a them? Heavenly things. But God hath revealed heavenly things unto us by his spirit, for the spirit searcheth all things, yea, underline the deep things of God. Deep things of God. See, that's what you need. You need the deep things of God. And that's where we are to our benefit. That's where we are to advantage. That's why people that are not filled with the holy spirit and are saved and you that are filled with the holy spirit and are baptized in the spirit you have an advantage over that person i don't mean it pridefully i'm just saying if that person is not baptized in the holy spirit praying in tongues they don't have the advantage that you have according to the word of god pastor you, that's kind of rude no no that's the word of god come on church amen now i'm not going to go to that person and say listen I, I have an advantage over you no I just pray that they'll get the revelation in the Bible. Come on, church. Amen. So we have to realize. So the Bible says the Holy Spirit already knows your future. The Holy Spirit already knows before you do. Come on, church. Why is that? That's His role. He's good in knowing the future. He's good in bringing you full peace. Come on, church. Amen. Everything you do, you need the Holy Spirit. Come on, church. Everything you do. When you don't know what to do and you need to make choices, ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. What do I do, Holy Spirit? Oh, Rabba Shatah, Holy Spirit, you're my, you're my guide, you're my teacher, you're my, oh, you oh, oh, hallelujah, oh, 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 you teach me, Holy Spirit, oh, Rabba Rabakata. what happens? Now you, he fills you with peace about that situation. I never make a decision without peace. If I don't have peace, I don't make decisions, amen? We've been doing that for years, and we practice this presence, so I know I don't do anything unless I feel peace. People say, well, Pastor, you need to make a decision. No, I don't. I don't need to make a decision right away. I just wait on God. And if God says it, I'll do it. If he doesn't say it, I won't move. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Amen. Now quickly, go with me to Romans, the eighth chapter. See, you need the Holy Spirit. You are baptized. You pray in tongues. Now get to know him. Come on, church. It's just like when you buy a brand new car. You, you don't know every button. You don't know what, everything. Well, you got to get the owner's manual out and start practicing and start playing with it. Hallelujah. Amen. Start working it. Well, the same thing with the Holy Spirit. Get the owner's manual out. Start studying. Start telling the Holy Spirit every morning. Good morning, Holy Spirit. I love you, Holy Spirit. I worship you, Jesus. Thank you for the Trinity. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Romans, the eighth chapter. Are you there? Verses six. Again, my Bible is wrote up in this chapter. Come on. For... Verse 6, for to be carnally minded, carnal, that's carnality, that's that's the mind that makes that you've been engineered to make decisions from day one, but now we're Christians, we change it. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritual minded is life and peace, again, Do not make decisions based on carnality. It will go wrong. Make decisions based upon the Spirit of God, which brings peace, brings life and peace. Come on, church, amen? So to be controlled by the human nature results in death. And you know that, you know that. Think about every decision you've made without the Holy Spirit. (laughs) A lot of people say, man, it brought me a lot of pain. How long did that pain last? It lasted a while. On one choice you made, it lasted you a while. I know people that are living in pain. Uh, oh, gosh, I can tell you so much. I, I'm thinking of a family right now that, uh, you know, they, they, this particular family shouldn't have, should have never got married, never got married, never got married. They got infatuated, fell in sin, and then... What came around me and said, Pastor, I need you to marry me. And I said, let's pray in the Holy Spirit. Let's pray in the Holy Spirit before we marry you. And also I said, you know, I told, I told them, you know, I think you guys need not to get married right now. Don't get married. I just feel the Holy Spirit saying, well, the Holy Spirit is probably trying to tell them, but they never knew. They never were baptized praying in the Holy Spirit. They just, their carnality got them in trouble. Their lust, right? Then they got married. Three years went down the road and they were calling me saying, well, we're, 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 we need a divorce. What do I do? I need to divorce her. I need to divorce him. I said, "You can't. You can't. According to the word, you can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. You you got into this, and so see the pain. See the pain. See the pain." The pain was there. The pain couldn't have, shouldn't have been there if they were led by the Holy Spirit. Come on church. And that's one that I'll never forget. But there's so many, so many, so many, there's so many wrong jobs, wrong uh, states. I knew a couple uh, that we know that said, you know, I believe the Lord's telling us to move all the way to, um, they moved to Pensacola, Pennsylvania somewhere. And they're from Texas and moved to Pennsylvania. And and uh, I just had a check in my spirit. I said, Did y'all guys pray? Yeah, yeah, we pray. We, oh, I, I just had a check in my spirit. I said, Oh. Well, Pastor, we, we know the Lord. I said, Okay. They went to Pennsylvania and they were starving. They, they never they never had ice freezing like they never had. Well, it was, three, six, it was three, four months later, they moved back and they finally said, Pastor, we should have just listened to you. Did it cause you pain? Yeah, it cost us a lot of money to move. It cost us a lot of money. We spent a lot of time, we got in debt. Wasn't that painful? One wrong choice put you in pain for six, seven a year of pain, right? Come on, church. Can you say, can you say, wow. So see the Holy Spirit. If, if we're controlled by the human nature, apart from the Holy Spirit, then we end up going into death. And, but, but if we're controlled by the Spirit, it results in life. Come on, church. It will be life, life. and peace. peace. No peace, no Holy Spirit. More peace, more Holy Spirit. Come on, church. It's very simple. If you say amen, hallelujah, amen. Now, notice this. In the New Testament, the New Living Testament, that scripture that I read you, it says this. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Can you say amen? Now, you're not far. Go go with me to verses 26 now. Likewise, well, whenever you see likewise, what does that mean? It's picking up from where it started. Likewise, in other words, uh, and -and so-and-so, you know. Likewise. Likewise, the Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, also helpeth. Look at that word, helpeth. It helps us. Our infirmities. Now, Underline this, infirmities. This, this infirmities is not what we look at in the English as being sick. It's not talking about, well, you talk about that person is in the infirmity work, you know, or he, he, he has an infirmity. That's not what it's talking about right here. If you look up, if you look up that word, it talks about, it literally talks about weaknesses. Say what with me, weaknesses. Now, this is also speaking physically. If you're physically weak, I, I, I encourage you to pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in the Holy Ghost. A lot of traveling preachers that are traveling, constantly preaching, preaching, they've got to pray in the Holy Ghost constantly just to be strong. And, and you know, a lot of people that work late hours and work all night, pray in the Holy Ghost. If you're a Christian, pray in the Holy Ghost. It helpeth your weaknesses. And it also helps your weakness if you have a, a weak mind. Uh, meaning that uh, uh, it could, meaning that let's say you don't know where to make choices. You you're not used to making choices, and also you have to make choices. Well, that's a little weakness that you have. Listen, the Holy Spirit is there to help you in that weakness. Come on, church. Or if you're a person who just don't like to say no, uh, there's a lot of Christians who don't like to say no. Uh, they get controlled by people, and just because just they don't want to feel mean, and and, and they don't want to say no, they, they don't want to say no, so they'll say yes, and then they regret it. Well, ask the Holy Spirit to help you in that weakness of saying no. Holy Spirit, help me. I'm, I know that every time I talk to people, they always talk me into things. Help me, Holy Spirit, in this weakness that I have. Help me, Holy Spirit. Listen, all of a sudden you're going to rise up and bold and say no. <laughs> Amen. And you'll feel so good that you'll be saying no all day long, even to the dog. No dog. <laughs> Amen. Come on, church. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our weaknesses. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groaning which cannot be uttered. So in this particular situation, weaknesses in this area is we don't know how to pray. Holy Spirit, how do I pray for this? The other day we got a phone call, uh, a very serious phone call. Pastor Christina and I didn't know how to pray. Uh, She called me, she says, now how do I pray for this? Because... I try to pray in what's normal, but I'm getting a quick a check in my spirit. And I told her, me too. I'm trying to pray this, but there's a quickening in my spirit that I have not to pray. So I told her, pray in the Holy Ghost. When you pray for this person, pray in the Holy Ghost. As The more that you pray in the Holy Ghost, it's, the Holy Spirit is going to help your weakness or your, uh, your, your, your weakness of how to pray. And so all of a sudden, we both found out how to pray. It was about an hour later. We realized, okay, we know what to pray in the name. We know the root of this situation. We know how to pray. But listen, if we would have just prayed for what we thought was the norm, we wouldn't have did anything. We would have wasted our breath. Come on, church. Amen. So in other words, it says here, it helpeth, but the Spirit, the Holy Spirit itself, itself maketh intercession for us with groaning, which cannot be uttered. What does that mean? Intercession for us with groaning. Intercession for us with groanings. Come on, church, which cannot be uttered. There's a time that the Holy Spirit enters into that intercession time. Now, now, now I want you to, now I know I'm kind of going further than I'm supposed to for tonight, but that's fine. Whenever you pray and you're praying in the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden you, you stop praying in the Holy Spirit, then you're going into a groaning type. Uh, it's it's almost like it's almost it is a groaning but you're going into something that you're feeling almost like a birth pain going on something so deep now don't think well it's because i have hunger pains no when you've been praying in the holy spirit now the holy spirit goes into intercession and now you start groaning you and the holy spirit start groaning and i like to get to that point It's where you just reach a certain level that the Holy Spirit is taking you to a higher level. And that's the way we always need to get to. Hallelujah. Amen. So in other words, he's my intercessor. Say with me, "He's he's my intercessor. That's his role. So the Holy Spirit is, helps me to intercede. He, but the Spirit itself makes intercession for us. Holy Spirit makes intercession for us. Come on, church. He, that's his role. When we don't know how to pray, he helps me. He knows how and what I need. It's a direct power uh, call from God, if I may say it. It's direct power, precise call from God. Amen. Hallelujah. So in other words, add to that. Number one, what is it? All together again. He's what? He's my helper. Number two, he's my teacher. Number three, he's my guide. And number four. He's my intercessor. Got a little weak there. So that's his role. Remember, uh, the Holy Spirit is your helper. That's his role. He's my teacher. That's his role. He's my guide. That's his role. And then at the very end, he's my intercessor. Four things that you should already be operating in. Those four things you should be operating in. You should, you should go every day. First of, all, first of all, get to know the person of the Holy Spirit. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Benny Hinn, when he wrote that book, really made an impact throughout the world. People came alive to the Holy Spirit. Uh, Good morning, Holy Spirit. The presence of the Holy Spirit became stronger and fuller when people started saying, good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Hi, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. When when you start acknowledging the Holy Spirit, because see, that's who's here. He's here. So we start acknowledging him. Hallelujah, Uh, And so start asking the Holy Spirit. You lose something, Holy Spirit, where is that? You lose your keys. Holy Spirit, where's the keys? Holy Spirit, well, um, direct me. Uh, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm grocery shopping for my wife, and she wants a certain type of bread. Holy Spirit, where's that? Where's that? Listen, it's amazing what the Holy Spirit can do. And he'll take you right to that certain area, and you'll find out. And, and, and the, 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 the guy working at the, at the store will say, you know what? Just, just uh, Yesterday, we, we moved the bread on this side. It used to be over here. Well, how did the Holy Spirit knew where the bread was at? Amen. Come on, church, ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, ask the Holy Spirit. Come on, church, amen. Ask the Holy Spirit. Come on, church, amen. All right, go ahead and stand up, church, amen. Did you get something? Hallelujah.